We're in business to save the planet, and we use making clothes to do that. For over 45 years, Patagonia has committed to taking responsibility for their impact on the environment by pioneering sustainable practices and inspiring other businesses to do the same. The cure for depression is action. Every one of us has to step up and do what you can according to what your resources are. Patagonia, in business to save our home planet. Join us. You're listening to The Dirtbag Diaries, a production of Duct Tape Thin Beer, with additional support from Kuat Racks, Because You Love Your Bike, and Kicking Horse Coffee. Wake up and kick ass. I grew up in a small French Catholic family on the coast of Maine. Sundays meant church and football, two things I willingly accepted as part of my identity. I thrived on the former, never being much of an athlete, and found myself flourishing within the ranks of our state's youth ministry program. It began as a strong suggestion from my parents, but quickly became something I ungrudgingly participated in. I ascended to serve on the state's Catholic youth leadership team planning Catholic conferences for over 400 of my peers. Before long, I was considering the priesthood. I fully invested myself, giving everything to my relationship with God. I often surrendered to an overpowering feeling of spirit through these conferences. To say I was being courted by this calling would be an understatement. I attended dinners with the bishop, served actively at the altar, and a high-ranking member of the diocese in Maine wrote my college letter of recommendation. I attended a Catholic liberal arts college in Texas, and my faith journey continued, albeit with some significant stipulations. I took issue with many of the positions of the church, gay marriage, abortion, the typical stuff. Ultimately, that led me to pursue other career paths within other passions of mine like music and the outdoors, knowing the church would always be there for me. The summer of my sophomore year, my university canceled the summer study abroad program I had signed up for in Valparaiso, Chile. I scrambled to find employment. On a whim, I typed marketing, internship, adventure, and Maine to the computer and stumbled upon a position at Three Rivers Whitewater. I got hired on as a raft guide and social media intern during the time when social media just meant paying a college kid $10 an hour to make sure the company had new, not necessarily great, content going up twice daily. My coworkers were rough around the edges, but were great people who had kind intentions. I lived in a small pink cabin with no water or power, and what it lacked in amenities, it made up for with spiders and mice. It was on the side of a hill behind Boatman's Bar and Grill, located in the town of 54 full-time residents in West Forks, Maine. The nearest gas station was a 30-minute drive south down Route 201. During the eight-day training course on the Kennebec River, I swallowed more water than I'd care to remember, which gave me a deep respect for the river. Early into training, we had a real-time rescue when a kayaker took a class three swim. If the 45-degree air temperature and 40-degree water hadn't woken me up yet, that sure did. That's where my relationship with rivers began. I filled my summer with existential contemplation, the kind a 20-year-old does when there's no cell signal and he's still too young to go to the bar. I pondered the meaning of life, happiness, what I want to do with my time, be outside, and what community I want to surround myself with. Dirtbacks.
I found these people to be grappling with the same questions that I was. Social justice, equality, and the importance of fun. This deeper introspection was something that was missing in my church community, whose only concern seemed to be recruiting more Catholics. On a sunny, 75-degree day in late July, a group of rookie boaters began murmuring of a late-afternoon inflatable ducky run during fish flow. Fish flow is the minimum water level that the dam upstream is mandated to provide in order to sustain a suitable habitat for the fish. It's a far cry from the Class 4 gorge I paddled as a guide. I quickly jumped on the opportunity. I needed to get out of the office, where I was mindlessly scrolling the company's newsfeed in search of my next great post. We loaded up the vehicles and headed up the dam road to the pudding. The chaotic roar of 5,000 cubic feet of water rushing through this concrete edifice each second wasn't audible this time of day. The hype and adrenaline of the commercial whitewater trips receded from my mind. The warm afternoon sun brought a deep sense of tranquility and I felt anticipation for what was ahead. We descended the stainless steel staircase to the river, which lapped at the newly exposed shoreline. We loaded in our boats, played in the small holes, and surfed ourselves silly. It felt easy. Rapids with names like Rock Garden and Big Mama seemed to welcome our presence. Soon, I realized my fellow paddlers, Nicole and Ben, were moving faster than I was. I wanted to hit every new feature and take my time through this landscape, so I lost them. Though they stayed only a few hundred yards ahead, that's at least two or three river bends on the Kennebec. I was alone. I floated, letting the current carry my boat in the caress of the gorge's embrace. I laid my head back and stared at the sky, closed my eyes for a minute to enjoy the peace and serenity of the river. Halfway down the gorge, the river turns due west, creating a large eddy named Cathedral after its towering walls. When I crossed the threshold into this feature, a penetrating heat brought me to attention. I opened my eyes to see the sun setting straight down river over the canyon wall. The descending light bathed the 30-foot granite faces in a blanket of orange, directly contrasting the lush greenery from the trees above. The shadows danced across the rock as I drifted by, bringing the canyon to life. For the first time, the river conveyed its spirit to me. It illustrated characteristics that mimicked the entity I grew up devoting my early life to. This river could be gentle and forgiving, but at other times, could instill great fear and reverence within me, a reverence that was once exclusively reserved for the church. In high school, I used to imagine preaching from the pulpit, sharing the good word of forgiveness, prayer, and reverence. I thought I needed four walls and an altar to be spiritual, but on that day, and forever forward, 
I understood that my cathedral is at the bottom of the Kennebec Gorge. I continue to pray for the preservation of this landscape, for the fish who swim underneath my boat, for the people who visit this place, for those who have yet to do so, and for those who will never be able to. It's not that these animals and these landscapes deserve a particular praise or deference. It's just that, well, for me anyway, they make me feel closer to the God that I know. For in the creation story I still ascribe to, they were also created by divine hands. And after that moment on the Kennebec, I begin every river trip by splashing some water in my face, a daily baptism, cleansing me of my imperfections, connecting me to my spiritual home. My name is Mitch Breton, and this is my short. Support for the diaries comes from you. Thank you to everybody who's donated this year. It's incredible. It makes it happen. Thank you. You can follow us on Instagram at dirtbag underscore diaries for photos from this week's episode and a little extra story. Thank you, Mitch, for sharing your story. Mitch still paddles on the Kennebec. Currently, the Kennebec River Gorge is under threat of development by a local power company. We've posted links on our website to the pro and con arguments, as well as the link to leave your public comment. Music today by Kai Angle, Little Glass Men, and Sergei Karamazov. The tracks are courtesy of Free Music Archive. Jacob Bain and Nice Koto composed our theme song. You can find the links to the artists at our website, dirtbagdiaries.com. This episode was produced by Cordelia Zars and Becca Cahal. I'm Fitz Cahal. And you've been listening to the Dirtbag Diaries. Thanks for tuning in. Support for the Diaries comes from the good people at Patagonia. They've just re-released their award-winning film, Damn Nation. The documentary explores the shift in perspective from viewing big dams as engineering wonders towards the growing awareness that our future is closely tied to the health of our rivers. Directors Ben Knight and Travis Rummel deliver a thought-provoking film. It's awesome and funny. Kaylee is my favorite part of it. Watch Damnation for free on Patagonia's YouTube channel or at patagonia.com slash films. Enjoy. Additional support for the diaries comes from Kicking Horse Coffee. Their founders dreamed of waking up the world with 100% organic, 100% fair trade coffee. So they roasted small batches of beans in their garage and hand delivered coffee from the back of a station wagon. 20 years later, the garage is a little bit bigger and there's a lot more beans, but Kicking Horse Coffee remains committed to the same good values. Dream, then do. Find it at Amazon or kickinghorsecoffee.com. And support comes from Kuat Racks, who have been with us for over a decade. Kuat began as an idea for a better way to transport bikes in 2008 and has evolved into a thriving company that creates high-end and awesomely engineered hitch racks, roof racks, and accessories that push the envelope of innovation. Kuat, because you love your bike.